Hello, I'm Rebecca Kent, and this is the first ever bonus episode of JLL's Perspectives podcast. Why bonus episode? Well, Nestle has just opened up a new Kit Kat store in Central Sydney. And given the challenges in some parts of retail right now, a new store opening is pretty interesting news. This is my interview with Chris O'Donnell, the general manager of confectionery at Nestle. He says that while shoppers may not be out in full force just yet after the coronavirus lockdowns, the ones that are are spending and they're all up for the sake, churros and cotton candy flavoured Kit Kat delights on offer at the new store. Chris tells me that shoppers are looking for immersive and experience driven retail more than ever. And find out how those experiences help Nestle learn more about its consumers and why landlords are an important part of the company's success as well. Listen out next week for our Perspectives podcast episode on why neighbourhood retail is flavour of the month for investors. But for now, have a break. You like what I did there? And enjoy this bonus episode. Chris O'Donnell, General Manager of Confectionery at Nestle. Hello and welcome to this podcast. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. So you're opening up a Kit Kat boutique store in Sydney this week. And what this store is actually doing is premiumizing the humble Kit Kat. Just explain that concept to me. You're right. We opened actually on Saturday uh, in mid-city in Sydney, our second Kit Kat chocolatory, uh, which is a, it's a concept which brings to life Kit Kat in a way that you will have never experienced it before. And it's all about bringing uh, an element of discovery and creativity to consumers who either love Kit Kat or love chocolate. And what you referred to around premiumization could be interchanged with a word that we also use, which is which is value up, which is all about adding additional value to consumers. It's providing something unique that you can't get anywhere else. And in, in the current landscape, uh, which we're all operating in, uh, consumers are looking for uh, a more immersive experience uh, and Kit Kat's a very well-known proposition. Uh, it's, uh, you know, over uh, 85 years uh, old within here in Australia and to create a concept that consumers can come and experience something that they know is very familiar, uh, but at the same time is very different, offers a lot of value to consumers and the Kit Kat Chocolatory is all about that adventure. It's about giving people the opportunity to come uh, and just immerse themselves in chocolate. So if you love chocolate, uh, if you love Kit Kat, uh, then this type of concept is going to appeal to you. So have you done it with other chocolates, other Nestle chocolates and confectionery? Just give me an example of how you know this works. No, we haven't done it with other chocolates, but we've certainly done it on Kit Kat. We, we actually tested this concept uh, back in 2014. Uh, in Sydney under a concept called uh, Kit Kat Studio it was our first step into uh, retail, so direct-to-consumer business model, but it was also our first step into offering consumers customization and personalization. So a, a real different uh, proposition for us as a business and certainly for the brand. And from that, we used that first pop-up, which was only six weeks in the lead up to Christmas, as a way of learning about this idea. And it's evolved since that first pop-up that was six, seven years ago. Uh, we opened our first permanent store in Melbourne back in uh, 2015 under Kit Kat Chocolatory. And we then were able to likewise use that as a way of learning about how we can adapt uh, and optimize our concepts that we then took into the Kit Kat Chocolatory in Sydney that we opened this week. 
And uh, we've brought new concepts, uh, new ideas, uh, new ways that consumers can experience uh, our brand uh, that you can't get anywhere else in the world. And Kit Kat Chocotories um, actually started in uh, Japan. Uh, there's a number of them around the world, about 15, but in Sydney, uh, there are experiences there that you can't get anywhere else uh, in the world, including things like chocolate trains. Uh, we've got an entirely new uh, product offering and assortment. Uh, there's uh, a variety that you can't get anywhere else uh, in the world. Uh, so we've learned uh, as much as we can from uh, our own experience, from uh, the very start of a, of a six-week pop-up to our per through to our permanent store, what's happened globally to bring something truly unique to Sydney. Uh, and we know Sydney signers are, have been in lockdown for three months, um, so they're looking for a, a really uh, immersive experience and, and they won't be disappointed uh, when they go to the Kit Kat Chocolatory in Sydney. What are some of the success metrics that you have seen and measured, say, from the Sydney pop-up um, back in 2014 to um, to the Melbourne boutique store? Yeah, so I guess our order of uh, success, our, our KPIs might be slightly different to, to other retailers. For, first and foremost for us, it's about brand impact. So it's about utilising this concept as a way of elevating the brand in the consumer's mind. And uh, there's two dimensions to that. One is um, their direct reaction to Kit Kat Chocolatory, uh, but also what it means for the brand in, in sort of the broader retail. So in your typical Coles, Woolworths, IGA, your petrol and convenience. And uh, we track and measure uh, consumers who are new into Kit Kat Chocolatory, whether they've tried Kit Kat before or maybe they haven't consumed it uh, recently. And then we can see what kind of impact uh, that has on our brand more broadly across our retail footprint and see that it's having a positive impact on perception and sales of our standard Kit Kat four finger as an example. So for us, that's the most important metric that we test. Uh, we validate this and we track it ongoing. We look at um, this also as an innovation incubator. So as you said, we, we able to use uh, the Kit Kat Trocatory as a way of testing new concepts. So critical KPI for us is to put new concepts, to validate them, get direct consumer feedback, and that informs the pipeline that we develop for our retail presence uh, across uh, general retail. Um, so for us, this creates a fantastic platform to have a direct connection with consumers, to get them to try new KitKat creations that not only helps us optimise the boutiques, but also helps us develop our pipeline. And then lastly, stuff that you'll be very familiar with, our sales and our profit contribution, the direct revenue stream, we measure that obviously very closely, but for us, the order of that's quite interesting, you know, brand impact, uh, the role it plays as an innovation incubator, and then obviously uh, as a direct revenue stream measuring for our sales uh, and our profit contribution. Data is so important. I'm curious to know how, if someone visits your boutique store, how you know whether they've had a Kit Kat experience before you were saying that's something that you measure? Yeah, so we have a number of ways of um, accessing consumer data. Uh, either those who come into the Kit Kat uh, they may purchase and choose to sign up. They may sign up through our website. Uh, they may call us directly through our consumer engagement uh, services team here and uh, promotions that we run. If consumers are um, providing the data to us, then we're able to get a, a one consumer view of that person. So we can see at what point they're interacting with us, uh, whether they're coming directly in through uh, us, um, uh, our consumer engagement team or through our store. And that gives us a good guide as to uh, consumers um, 
penetration of the brand across different touch points. So it allows us to see whether they're buying in retail and they'll tell us or, or in the KitKat chocolate, sorry. So, uh, well, obviously um, data uh, is critical for us. It's a way of helping us uh, optimize our plans uh, and it allows us a much more broader view of the consumer than just one touch point such as the retail store. And how has the coronavirus changed things for you? Uh, we're noticing a very interesting behavior with consumers, which uh, ultimately is slightly different to what we saw pre-COVID, less foot traffic still, uh, but people who are out there actively either looking for an experience, something different, something more immersive, which is what we can offer in the KitKat Chocolatory, uh, but also the conversion uh, is higher. So less people, but people more out there willing to spend. Uh, and that's uh, providing a greater level of um, conversion in store. So we can see that through our data as well. Some would still say opening up a store now at this time, even though consumers are sort of milling about, is pretty brave considering, you know, retailers are having cash flow issues and, you know, struggling to pay rents and whatnot. Have you um, kind of adjusted your expectations from this store given the past few months? Yeah, look, I think um, it's, it's pretty early to see how this is going to play out uh, longer term. What we know um, is that there's a broad shift at e-commerce. And what we've uh, ensured is that our e-commerce platform replicates the product offering that you can get in our KitKat Chocolatory boutiques. And we did that deliberately uh, to ensure that uh, consumers who either don't have access or, or are choosing not to uh, shop in retail are still able to experience uh, almost to the same degree uh, what you could get inside our boutiques. But obviously, you don't get that personal interaction. And, and, and that's difficult on an e-commerce platform to replicate. But e-commerce was a critical uh, step for us as we started to look at how we could evolve uh, our product offering. And the current COVID situation really forced us to move quickly to adapt our model uh, so we could replicate that, ex that experience. But we know consumers are, are, are wanting to go in store. And uh, what we've seen uh, is that this concept uh, is creating real delight. People walking past and seeing something totally new and in a category that they love in chocolate with a brand that they've known forever uh, and to offer something that they will have never experienced before is gonna help in this current environment uh, to provide a concept where consumers can really uh, either experience our creativity or their own creativity by creating their own KitKat means that uh, it's a destination. People are actively seeking out this type of concept and. Uh, that's certainly something that we believe will help us uh, as we go in the future. So how did the category of confectionery fare during the height of the coronavirus lockdowns? Typically, uh, over that period, what you saw in retail was staples like toilet paper, rice, pasta, uh, which was pantry loaded uh, for the first four weeks of March. And those categories dropped off uh, as it went into April, May. What you saw in confectionery was a slightly different dynamic. Uh, confectionery is not a category that... Uh, you would typically go and uh, buy from a shopping list. It's impulsive, um, uh, it's expandable. So uh, with more shoppers in store at that time, we saw confectionery uh, sales increase. As the lockdown measures came in and the uh, uh, shoppers um, either shifted to online over that period or shopped less, uh, we saw the sales uh, drop off slightly. But on balance, I would say the category um, has been uh, relatively in line with expectations. A slightly stronger March, April and a slightly lower than expected April, May. Uh, but it's returned to normal as consumers have started to uh, go back to their normal buying behaviour. Uh, we've seen the, the confectionery category continue on its uh, path, which is roughly around about 3 to 4% growth per annum. 
Yeah, wow. And supply chain challenges um, were very widely reported. How badly was Nestle affected by this? And also, um, you were talking about your online channels being extremely important. So I'm interested to know what your fulfillment strategies are for online, because we know a lot of companies are sort of adjusting that as well. Yeah, so um, if you look at online, let me answer the second question first. If you look at online, we would have seen somewhere between 40 to 100% uplift in our general retail business. Uh, that's primarily through the clicks and water, your your Coles and Woolworths e-commerce platforms. That's restored to a, a, a very strong growth rate of around about 40 to 50%. So it's still continuing to grow very, very well. In the e-com uh, part of our Kika Chocotori, we saw growth up of around about three to 400% over that period. And that was primarily as we actually had one about where our store in Melbourne closed. Uh, consumers shifted to e-com, we saw a significant uplift, but that's continuing uh, at a very high rate. For Fairmont, yes, very challenging. I'd say more broadly, the supply chain um, challenges over that period were, were one definitely of, of sourcing. We're very fortunate in that uh, all of our, our products are uh, primarily produced here uh, in Australia. We have our factory in Melbourne uh, for chocolate, also for our um, sugar confectionery brand. Um, so our production um, has continued. Sourcing of ingredients meant that we needed to uh, have contingency plans. We needed to put what we call our um, business continuity plans in place uh, to ensure that we had uh, various sources of supply so that we could keep producing and keep supplying the market. So uh, challenging, uh, required a lot of contingency planning, uh, but we have got through the worst of it, at least uh, for today. So the store is located in mid-city, Sydney. Most people shopping or milling about that area are office workers and tourists. How do you know where a store like this really belongs? What was your location strategy? Yeah, as you said, I think we we, we need, I guess, three uh, consumer groups to make this successful for us. Tourists is a big part of our um, uh, platform uh, in our boutique in Melbourne. Uh, consumers are uh, coming in whilst on vacation here in Australia um, and uh, they're buying products and then taking them back home. Now that's obviously changed in the current environment. Um, so uh, what we um, selected, uh, our location in Mid-City also provides us with access to people who are there more frequently, uh, office workers, and what you can get in the Kit Kat Chocolatory uh, on a more daily basis, frequent basis, is, is a fantastic cup of coffee, uh, hot chocolate with your Kit Kat. So for people who work in and around the area, uh, it's providing uh, you with a reason to go in there every day. Uh, and also we know uh, certainly a younger demographic who are there uh, in uh, the city in Pitt Street who are who are shopping. And uh, it's those consumers who, who are coming in potentially on the weekend uh, to shop and they're looking for something that's a little bit different, a little bit uh, more of an experience. And that's what Kit Kat Chocolatory offers. Um, our location, um, we selected uh, on the basis of um, having high foot traffic, but also very central that allows people uh, to uh, visit our store as a part of a destination route. Uh, so they might be going in for shopping, uh, but they'll put on their list that they want to stop into the Kit Kat Chocolatory. So it had to be close to the action. And that's why we picked Mid-City. I'm interested also to know what expectations you have of your landlord there in, in supporting the success of your store. And I suppose collaboration is, you know, between retailer and landlord critical. Um, and we've seen that especially over the past three months. So it'd be great if you could tell me, you know, how you're looking to support each other in, in drawing the right people to your store. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's all about working together. So what, what we know as a concept Kit Kat Chocolatory offers uh, landlords uh, is it's a draw card to bring a different consumer group in. They also uh, spend more time uh, in our store. 
Uh, our main attraction in the KitKat Chocolate Store is a concept called Create Your Break that allows you to customize your own KitKat from selecting your chocolate, your ingredients, your packaging, and we make it uh, in our kitchen by our chocolatiers by hand on, on the spot. And that takes about 90 minutes. It takes um, a little bit of time for us to make it. We then have to chill it and then we have to pack it up. And that obviously means that the consumer who's come in and bought that concept then needs to spend the next 90 minutes uh, in the shopping center. So not only does this attract a whole bunch of new consumers that may not typically have come in, it creates an opportunity for them to then spend more time uh, in the shopping center, uh, which then benefits uh, the other retail outlets around. Um, for us, it's definitely in terms of what we expect is someone who can help drive consumers um, into um, our store, but also some flexibility around how we can bring to life the concept. And uh, what we've done in uh, Mid-City is created uh, a much more disruptive uh, experience that if you happen to be walking from George to Pitt, uh, you, you can't uh, help but see the Kit Kat Chocolatory. It, it really stands out and uh, our landlord's been very good in helping us bring that to life. All right, Chris O'Donnell, General Manager of Confectionery at Nestle. Thank you so much. It's um, It's been fascinating. I love me a Kit Kat, so I'll be uh, heading down to the store very soon uh, to check it out. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks for having me.